0: This podcast episode is dedicated to empowering sensitive people to recognize their trait as sensory intelligence
1: and bring their unique gifts into service for the crucial roles we play in communities, businesses, and leadership globally. I'm Julie B. sensitivity expert, psychotherapist, and founder of the online sensitive empowerment community.
0: I'm Willow McIntosh, founder of Illuminance and leader of the high sensory intelligence movement. We hope you enjoy this episode.
2: I want to give you a quick update before we start this episode. And that is that I have some free masterclasses coming up that I'd love to invite you to. They're free to register. You'll also get a replay if you register. One is about high sensitivity and anxiety. And one is called Reach Financial Freedom, Growing a Heart-Centered Online Business. And that's for HSP practitioners, healers, therapists, coaches, et cetera, who want to learn how to uh, grow multiple sources of income and just be in a place where you're free so that you can really do the work that you need to do as a healer and take time off to take care of your self-care and things like that. That's important for healers. And I'm going to be available to answer questions after these events. And you can find them, you can register free by going to my website, juliebln.com or sensitiveconnection.com and click on free resources. And there you will see where it says masterclasses and you'll get a link to register free. If you can't find it for some reason, definitely just let me know. And yes, there is a replay if you register and you'll get an email reminder and things like that as well. So look forward to seeing you there. Enjoy this event.
1: Welcome, everyone. I'm Julie Bieland and we're recording live in the Sensitive Empowerment Community talking about confidence today with Willow McIntosh.
0: Hey, Julie. Great to be here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is great to be here. And what an awesome subject. I know there's a lot of interest in this subject. Um, and, you know, it, it, I, I always like to pick topics that um, I'm, I'm seeing in the community people are talking about or struggling with or trying to kind of find some answers around. So I thought it would be really interesting to explore confidence today in general, and maybe even talk a little bit about our own journeys um, and sharing our experiences, Um, because I know for myself, I started out with what I would say is zero confidence, and my journey to reach confidence has, um, you know, really evolved a lot, and I want to talk a little bit about that too, about how I reached it and and what life is like before having it what life is like after having it how do we get it that kind of thing what do you think willow
0: yes absolutely i'm so excited that we're we're covering this topic today i think here it it it, uh, it it kind of dives into so many different areas for us as being hsps it's such an interesting area for us to explore and to you know really kind of check in with ourselves how you know confident what confidence really means for us on an individual you know individual level what authentic confidence means for us and and what's holding us back because you know feeling struggling with confidence it can be such a you know it can be such a sort of a private challenge in our own hearts and it can be a you know an ongoing struggle that we're having and I mean, it just doesn't have to be that way you know we once we really take ownership of ourselves and our gifts and i think there is a, a very natural step into our own sense of confidence that can be it can be life-changing As i know it has been for you and it certainly has been for me
1: yeah i mean we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if we didn't have it and and that's what i you know so much of my mission for our community for this you know the sensitive community is to be able to help us all rise up to the level that I know that we are capable of and I don't want confidence to be the 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 that bridge that we can't cross so being able to talk about is going to be helpful I like to think about you know even thinking about when when we don't have confidence how might that show up a little bit I, I see it as um it's maybe if you're lacking confidence, you're not able to even know what your needs are or explore them or advocate for them. You might say yes, when you want to say no, you might, um, have trouble moving forward and, and, whatever you're trying to move forward in, if it's like not perfect, you're, maybe you're stuck in a fear of failure. Um, maybe you're, um, you're not doing something that you wanna do because you're pleasing others. I know I certainly lived my life a long time like that. Um, just focused on pleasing others and not even thinking about what I wanted or needed. Uh, and, and maybe you're not believing that you're worthy or good enough. And that was definitely one of my things too uh, early. Um, and, and that impacts everything because if we're walking into situations and we don't feel worthy, or good enough, it's, it's going to impact everything that we're capable of. And, and, and basically that comes down to not living a life that, that honors us and, and that we can live a life that aligns with our values. And even in work, maybe we're not going after the type of work that we want or being able to grow a business or start a business that we want. Kind of having confidence are, you know, when we don't have confidence, these are all areas that can be impacted.
0: Yes absolutely. I think that's that's a really good indication that it's an area for a little bit of work or some support exploration and it, it's thats it, it's that feeling inside that you know we know that we're capable of things or perhaps there's that feeling is like this area of my life just isn't working, you know whether it is in relationships, whether it's in work you know whatever it may be or just day to day life if we're feeling that sense of like you know there's something more or you know I just don't feel like I'm really connecting with myself as deeply as I know that I could be is a great, is, is a great indication that there is this there's potentially some self doubt in there that if I do step up and I do share with myself and be honest with myself about what I really need in terms of my career perhaps starting a business or or a relationship and I think right there, that's an interesting place to begin it's, you know, it's because we know in our hearts when we're not aligned and we're not feeling you know, connected with ourselves in, in terms of being who we want to be in the world. And, and it's very, very difficult to avoid that. And actually, that's quite a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful part of being a human being is we're, you know, we're always getting feedback from ourselves and from nature and the world around us when we're not truly being ourselves and really doing what we know is possible for us. And I think that's the indication, it's like, okay, so let's think about, well, what is it that's stopping us from really asking for what we need from ourselves and perhaps from other people, you know, and, and thinking, well, you know, what's, what's underneath that, what's behind that? Is it about the fear of being judged? Is it about, you know, um, do, I tr- am I, do I trust myself in these situations or, or whatever it may be? But I think you're absolutely right, Gideon. I think that it's very, very interesting to start with, well, what are the indicators? And then to kind of look under and say, okay, well, what's perhaps underneath that?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, as HSPs, we often feel, um, well, so many of us have grown up feeling misunderstood, um, and we've gotten those messages that something's wrong with sensitivity, you know, and, and we are, Willow and I have been trying to change that, really a paradigm shift of that to help people understand that sensitivity is a gift. But if we haven't been given those messages while growing up, which many of us didn't, you know, we do start to think I grew up that way, thinking there was something wrong with me, um, that I had to kind of hide who I was. And I, I didn't even know how to protect my energy. I didn't know how to balance my nervous system or anything. So I was sort of always in this alert, um, alarm, what I call an alarm bell state that was like, I've got to make sure everybody around me is okay, I'm pleasing them. And it, it, it was so extreme for me that I, I literally did not know who I was. And so by not knowing who I was, I was definitely not getting my needs met. And, you know, that creates so, so many problems. And for me, it was a big, you know, because I'm always interested in like, well, how does somebody shift into this journey of, of of developing confidence and I think for a lot of us and I know for myself it was like this it was this kind of a really dark point in my life that created this pivot and I was kind of like I have nowhere to go but I have to shift what I'm doing and and everything felt like it was falling apart because pivots can feel like that it can feel like everything is changing and falling apart sometimes but when we actually can pivot and sort of reset ourselves and commit to taking care of ourselves in the right ways then we actually can start to align more with who we are and what we need right
0: yes absolutely yeah and and uh, yes and i love how you've just you've described that that pivotal moment and it is again, it's it's that indicators that we're getting from the world around us that you know what's happening right now isn't working, and there is that there must be another way. and there there is always another way. And I had a very similar experience and and for me, what what I can remember was was having a almost like a fundamental rejection of my self in terms of, how I was experiencing the world and the challenges that I was experiencing as, as a highly sensitive person and and you put it really well there, Julie as well it's you know i I felt like I was constantly on reactivity. It felt like you know I'm getting overwhelmed easily and that you know the typical challenges that we face and and I know that you know I've, I talk about this quite regularly, but it it was such a huge moment for me where I just accepted the fact that I was experiencing the world around me differently, and that I was having an inner experience that was different to other people around me. And and when I just accepted that that was the fact, it was then, it was was through that self-acceptance that then started me on the path to really learning about the benefits of why I was different, and the benefits of of being sensitive and having these extrasensory abilities. And as soon as I then really started to honour myself and and especially acknowledge the abilities that I had, the things that it made me very good at, my intuition, my empathy, my ability to be able to support people in the way that I do now, then the confidence really started to grow around that. But it it had to begin with a, a, a real acceptance and acknowledgement of, yes, I have some challenges, but these have a really important benefit in the world. And then I found that I was able to just come from this place more easily and start to talk from this place of just self-acknowledgement and a, a, a self-love, really, you know, just a just a, a place of self-awareness and self-acknowledgement.
1: Oh, that's beautiful, Willow. That's actually something similar to what Be- Becca said in the community. What helps me is to remind myself that I do have value and that the gifts of that the gifts of high sensitivity are needed in this world. That's beautiful, Becca. And I did the same thing, like being able to bring in that value is so important. And, you know, I think that creating a sense of what I like to call intentional living or conscious living, where we really do start thinking about like, who are we spending time with? Are we spending time around people that support us um, and accept us? Are we developing tools to manage a sensitive nervous system in a world not set up for the sensitive, you know, are we are we really slowing down and listening to those really strong intuitive that intuitive guide you have inside of you and and being able to slow down through. You know the alone time the nature time meditation things like that, that slow that nervous system motor down to get internally connected to yourself and then, and then you get to access what I like to call that GPS which is really, it, it guides you, right, Willow? It's like you have this guide. We have a really strong guide, stronger than, than the majority of people.
0: Yes, and isn't that interesting? Because that actually is a great source of confidence because it's we we feel and we intuitively know what feels right and what feels wrong for us and when we really learn to trust that and think actually i am getting this gps signal that's kind of guiding me when we when we tune into that and begin to trust that then we i mean i can feel it in in myself you know I, i can immediately sense when perhaps i'm in in the circumstances or in a conversation or something's happening that's I'm not really supposed to be there, and and I don't, you know, I can bless and honour the people around me and make my excuses or whatever and move on, but there's now a recognition that um, I am a particular person with particular needs, and I interact with the world in a particular way, and therefore I don't need to put myself in situations and circumstances that are not serving me, and probably not serving the other people around me either. So by learning to trust that GPS, it's it's then... I then have the confidence to you know, gracefully bow out of a particular conversation or whatever the, the circumstance may be and, and just know in my heart that that's looking after myself and caring for myself and acknowledging my needs because I have this value and because I have this role to play in the world. And it's no good if I'm just you know, expending my energy everywhere and trying to be all things for all people. That's not honouring me and it's definitely not honouring the work that I'm here to do.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, and honoring ourself is such a big part of this being able to, and it, I, I always like to tell people too, that they're new to exploring something like this, when you are setting those boundaries and honoring your needs and, and doing things that align with your personal values It feels good. It really does. It feels good inside. You get a good feeling. And when you're doing something that's against that and not honoring you, it feels icky. You really do feel the difference. So let that be your guide. When you get that icky feeling, that's kind of how I started out too, is becoming very aware of myself and how I was experiencing things. So if something felt icky, I was learning to, you know, some of the brain training, we've been talking about this pause, reflect and respond. I was learning to pause and reflect on that. Like, okay, why is this making me feel icky? Ooh, it's because I feel like I'm trying to, I'm saying yes to something I actually wanna say no to. What What would happen if I said no? Okay, let me follow that a little bit. Like, okay, now if I say no, am I worried about their reaction or their disappointment? Okay, yes. But then I'm also acknowledging that that's an external focus and I'm moving away from honoring myself if I have an external focus. So let me bring that back into this internal focus that's honoring, you know what, this is right for me. And even though this disappoints that person, I know that this is right for me, it gives me a good feeling. And I need to follow that.
0: Yeah, wow, I love that. That is such an excellent reference point right there. And I I absolutely live by that myself it does feel weird it feels weird when we you know when we're focusing on something that's not serving us or we're expending energy in an area that's not really working for us and 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 i think there's there's such an important piece here about the the concern of the effect that um, we have when we disappoint other people because i think a lot of the time you know um because we are because we feel everything so deeply and, and we you know, uh, the, the emotional world that we live in, a lot of the time it feels like I, I just don't want to disturb anything around me because then I'm going to kind of get this backlash and then I'm going to have to cope with that and I'm going to have to process it deeply. Well, there's got to be a, I, I think there's got to be a decision that's made inside of ourselves. We, we, I mean, you just put it perfectly, Julia. I can't put it any better than that. But it is, it is a shift of intention inside to honour and acknowledge ourselves and and learn that it's okay to say no to things, and, and using sample sentences in the way to describe our needs to people around us. And what happens is that it just shifts our world internally really quite dramatically. Whilst it may feel like it's, I'm just gonna manage the external world so I don't disrupt anything, that is um, what's that expression that, that that's an easy path that becomes very very hard whereas the other shift is a hard path that becomes easy so in other words the first bit's difficult it's like oh my god i'm actually just gonna do and say what i feel i need right now that feels hard at first but my goodness it gets so much easier and the world around us just settles magically almost I'm, maybe you've had the same experience julie
1: I like how you describe that shift of intention. And you know, you're talking about something important too, because we're coming from a place that discovered what we believe are, you know, really is our calling. And when you are, you know, stepping into a calling, it's like you 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 have this flow that happens and you need to go into that. And it becomes much easier. But I do want to talk about the challenges with it, because actually in the in the chat right now. The, uh, there's been some comments that I think are going to help people listening um, and I want to talk about them a little bit because they're going to bring about a discussion that I think is important and perhaps help us across that confidence bridge to get to the other side. Um, Renata's talking about one of my biggest struggles with confidence is worrying too much about how I'll be perceived. I'm afraid of dealing with the intense feelings that come from feeling like people don't understand me or judge me. This is such a great point, Renata, because I know a lot of HSPs have that, I did too. It was, and what's interesting is it's, it, in so many situations, we start to feel like that the, that fear of that judgment or you know, doing something that's gonna disappoint someone, in that moment sometimes feels so intense that it almost feels more intense than our actual need is, than our core value need is in that moment, because it's in a, it's almost a reactionary intense. And I've been through this many times. So I know what that feels like. Um, which is why the, you know, the trainings that we've been talking about in all these episodes, and, and hopefully you guys have been listening to all the different episodes that Willow and I have done. And if you haven't, please go back and listen because we've given lots of good tools and tips about this. But one of the things that really helped me a lot, was this continual um, training, because I know about brain training and it can work, you can create new neural pathways that allow you to to, um, focus differently on these things, like bringing back your intention. So meditation would be great to help you uh, exercise and strengthen that muscle that catches those feelings. So in that moment, you can go, oh my gosh, this is so intense, like I'm so fearful that they're gonna judge me. But now because I have my pause and reflect, muscle strengthened through meditation, through taking care of my needs and my self care, I can catch that and I can go, oh yeah, I see that that's there, but I'm pulling it back into my internal world instead of the external world. Bring it into my internal world means that, okay, I acknowledge that this is hard right now, that I'm having this fear, but I'm also acknowledging my inner child and my needs are more important.
0: Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's just got to be one of the first go-to techniques to really, to really support with exactly this, this issue that, you, that you've raised here, Renata. And please let me tell you, my goodness me, all of us as, as HSPs at some point or another uh, have struggled with this or, or are struggling with this. It's very common for us. And it's common for all human beings, right? Because mindfulness and meditation is obviously used by all human beings because our minds, you know, when we consider our minds, um, they're really like they're really like a computer that's just responding to data that's being put into them. They're not really their own kind of entity within themselves. Yes, we have higher minds, and perhaps that's a bigger conversation, but. But in this context whilst we can't really control our feelings that come up we can control our thoughts so if we get some kind of response like as you say here one of my you know uh, struggles is worrying how i'm going to be perceived well if we break that down a little bit and i promise you i'm this i'm coming from a place where from experience of really struggling with this myself and having to kind of work with this and what I came to realise was, in particular circumstances, like if there's some kind of interaction and I behave in some way or I express myself, I do something, and then, and then the, someone around me perceives that. I mean, I had this a lot as a child, I really, you know, I, I had a very difficult childhood. This is something that was, was a core bit of training for me. But what I came to realise was there may be a feeling that rises up. There may be a feeling of fear or maybe a feeling of anger that comes up but my thoughts are the part of me that causes the suffering. It's the processing, it's the, it's the ongoing dance that happens in my head where my mind is literally just attacking me and saying, well, that was your thought. you're not good enough, la-da-da-da-da-da. It's actually, it's the thoughts that hurt. And so exactly as Julie's saying here with with the brain training, we we have the ability and strength to stop our thought processes in whatever way works for you. I found saying the word silence to my head and stillness to my heart used to work wonders. And then sometimes questioning my thoughts and saying, is that actually true? And when we consciously trip our thoughts up with any kind of technique, even if we're sitting down and meditating or simply saying a word, it actually stops it stops the kind of like out of control on association that's happening with our thoughts and the more that we can practice that the easier it becomes the more we become grounded and the more as julie's saying we can we can turn back into that internal world and ground ourselves
1: mm, i like that willow that's similar to what i use is like the self-compassion technique being able to just pause and put my hand on my chest which is also calming and to start to ask myself to acknowledge these things like okay yeah this is actually really hard right now i'm struggling because of these reasons i'm identifying these emotions and then going through that normalizing and validating it, and then asking myself what I need. And over time, this is something, it's like muscle building. Over time, it actually gets a lot easier. And I always talk about like, if something fell apart at some point, use that opportunity to rewind the tape and think about how could I have done that different next time so that you're always trying to learn and grow and it's like oh yeah there it was I gave up my needs once again and that made me feel horrible it made my anxiety get bad it made me feel depressed like whatever it is that it does to us that or it it, I didn't I wasn't able to you know, do something that was really important to me. I gave up my needs. All of those things are going to impact you. You're going to feel it in your body. And if you're paying attention to that, And you're rewinding the tape and you're starting to get to know it's like, wow, every time this happens or every time I'm around this person or things like that. So then maybe you can start to develop some tools around some support with that, you know, protecting your energy, doing things like that. And I also want to acknowledge um, Lena in the community was talking about something from a parenting perspective um, that I think would be relevant to everybody, even if you're not a parent, because she's talking about um, how... You know, the, just the overwhelm of of parenting, as an example, um, feels like it's impacting confidence. And I want to say that overwhelm definitely can feel like it's impacting confidence. And and part of confidence building, it starts with taking care of yourself in the ways that balance you, in the ways that work for you not what everybody's telling you to do, but what you actually need. And in our community, Sarah is a parent and always inspires me. And I I, I think she inspires so many parents in the community and I want to say like if you're in the community go read Sarah's post because her journey herself has been incredibly inspiring in the way that she's learned like she used this such a beautiful example um, the other day in the community where she um something had happened in the family in her extended family and she was able to set a boundary in place that maybe she wasn't able to do before. And because she set that boundary, it allowed her to go and have this beautiful snow day with her son and, and in, she acknowledged in the past without that boundary setting, she probably would have had a meltdown. She wouldn't have been able to go on this you know, snow play day with her young son. And it was just an example of you know, what I see in, in, in Sarah, and, and and many of us that are on this journey of growth is that we keep practicing and it keeps getting easier and it, it it's not a perfect system like you're instantly you got the tools and you're perfect by the next day I mean these are things that you actually have to intentionally work on and depending on where you start if you're really far away like like where I was it's going to take a little longer to really get to these places that you start to feel your your um, confidence increasing but it really does have to start with your own intentional wellness we have to take care of ourselves and Sarah's using examples too about how she's advocating for her needs more and she's starting to set up time where she has alone time and she's recognizing if she gets that alone time then she's the kind of parent she wants to be. She can actually enjoy her child instead of feeling depleted. So I just wanted to use some of those examples to sort of so help support people and to know that it's a process. It takes time. It's a journey, but it is an intentional conscious one that we need to be aware of every day in how we're taking care of ourselves. Because if we're really out of balance, depleted, it's it's going to be difficult to achieve confidence. Wouldn't you say, Willow?
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and and parenting is such a great example of of. of I mean, it's a necessity to, to get these these processes and boundaries in place because otherwise, you know, we can't. Or because we just we just end up exhausted, and then we're of no use to our family or or our children, really, or ourselves. And and I think um, you know because also what I find is, and I'm sure m- many of you listening right now is is people tend to get very um, dependent on our energy as HSPs because we're so, you know, we're, we we tend to be, we're so aware of other people's needs and, um, you know, we're fun to be around and we're very caring and, you know, and I think, and especially in a family scenario, people can become very dependent on our energy. And the thing is, it, it is exactly as Julie's saying, that there's got to be a, an intention to, say, you know, in the right way, whatever the, the sample sentence may be, is that I need to take a break. I had to do exactly the same thing with my daughter, is, is to say, I need to go and sit now. And as soon as I'd say that, she just knew exactly what I meant. And it took a bit of time for her to get used to it, but I'd go and meditate, and I'd re- like go super deep into like a, um, a delta state in a very short period of time, and it would just reset myself. And then I'd come out again, and I would just felt so much better. But the thing is, is like if I'm not doing that, then what the, what my family need from me, I can't give that to them because I feel horrendous. So, so it is about it is about practicing it, but it is definitely um, it's getting in place. But it's also recognizing it's not going to change overnight. But it definitely is going to make a massive difference if you practice it, and then the people and your family around you get used to your routine.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And in your family and the people that love you are going to notice, like when you take care of yourself well, you're, you're going to shine, your light is going to be brighter, you're going to be happier, that's going to show up and benefit the family around you, the community, the world, your gifts, all of it. And, and I, and I also see some discussions in the community about just about things about being different about um. Uh, there's some discussions about like talking slower, maybe um, feeling like you can express yourself more with writing and feeling like maybe it looks like you're not confident because you're taking time to come up with an answer. Uh, But I also want to acknowledge that, especially for HSP introverts that, um, and I'm one of those, that it's common for us to feel like we are we need more time to process what we want to say. And I love making sure that we're normalizing that, that we're moving away from, I mean, cause for me, part of the paradigm shift that I'm trying to create in terms of understanding sensitivity as an asset is that we also want to understand that different is good. Different is not bad, different is needed, diversity is needed and part of the reasons why we might need a little extra time to process and what we want to say is because we're processing more details. We're processing more information. We're more internal. And there's a lot of us that are like that, that that live more internally. I'm like that um, and often express myself better through, through writing, especially if I'm emotional, when I'm trying to express myself. Um, but what I do notice is Like if I was like before I used to be so focused on what somebody was thinking about me that I would lose memory. Like I wouldn't even know what was I going to say? Oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought because now I'm so focused on what they're thinking of me. But if I keep on practicing, bringing that back into myself that acknowledging like, yes, I might be different than how this person is. And that's okay because that's needed in the world. And um, you know, I even set myself up for uh, in different areas, like, Um, I do a lot of interviews, for example, and a lot of people want to talk before the interview, but I I need to reduce my amount of time that I spend um, on Zoom calls and things like that. So I always say um, I like to do the prep by email first. And is that different than most people do? Yes. But has it worked for me? Yes. Because part of prioritizing my wellness is making sure that I know what works for me and being able to process things via email through writing works well for me. So it, I have to overcome the fear of somebody thinking that that's not right for them and move into my internal space that's like, this is how I need to set my life up because this is how it works for me.
0: Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. And what a what a wonderful self-love and acknowledgement in there Julie I I really love that and also what I what I really love about that too and I I think this we we kind of started out with this piece We come a nice circle here is about is about the value of um of the of the introversion need or the introversion the the way that introverts tend to you know um, come into a room is there is that amazing processing that's happening. And goodness me, let me tell you, and I know many of you, you know this, and Julie, you'll know for yourself, there's some incredible data and useful information that comes as a result of pausing and processing and considering and taking in the environment around and then contributing. And as soon as we recognize the value of that and understand this, and, and, and people, especially around us, begin to learn just the value of that, then all of a sudden it's like, well, I do this for a very good reason. And and that is the the identity shift that I feel is so important for us as HSPs in general. It's like, yes, I have this challenge, but what's the benefit that that's actually helping me to bring to the world? And as soon as there is that shift, then it's like, okay. So then there is a value to this and therefore my needs around it are important for that reason.
1: Yes, I love that. Um, And I love what Becca just said. Uh, people pleasing feels easier because it's quicker than giving ourselves time to process. You know, I, I I remember that in my own experience and working with a lot of HSPs in this area, this this thought that in the moment it does feel easier to please that other person. It feels that way in the moment, but the long term effect of that is the problem. The long term effect of that is that we're telling our inner child, "Your needs are not important," and and that is. That's absolutely huge. And I, and I wanna give a little bit of um, maybe some tips and guidance here with things that are helpful. Um, for example, one of the most magical things you can do is validate someone. And validation does not mean that you agree with them. What you're doing is a validating their needs. I, I, I mean, their emotions. So you're like, I understand that you know this is something that you wanna have done right now in this moment. And, you know, that makes sense to me that you're on this timeline and I know you need this information. So what you're doing is you're validating. And as soon as you validate someone, they they soften and they listen. And then is your opportunity to to state your needs. Uh, I want to get back to you about this. I'm going to give some thought to this and I'm going to get back to you. You know, things like that, this is, these are very acceptable things for us to do. So I always say, it's like, don't give your answer right away as an HSP. (laughs) Give yourself time to think through your energy, your processing, make a decision later about stuff. Don't say yes right away. Get in the practice of doing that. I'm going to get back to you about that is a very socially acceptable answer. Um, And it, it gives you that extra time. Uh, to be able to do that or and then to move into a place that maybe you are you're giving your answer and you're saying you know that's actually not going to work for me and I remember hearing that statement for the first time from my therapist when I was working on my stuff many years ago and she said something like that like that's not going to work for me she gave me that sentence and it was like life-changing I was like what I could say that, <laughs> it was like, it never occurred to me that I could say something doesn't work for me. And that's literally where I was when I was starting. Um, so this, you know, my own transformation evolved from that and and the way it kept feeling good to meet my needs finally for the first time and 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 learn self-compassion because I had zero self-compassion when I started. And by developing that, it changed everything because I could soothe myself through the feeling. So for the first time, I wasn't people pleasing. It was was scary. I felt panicked about it at first, but I was able to soothe myself through self-compassion and reach those points of going, oh my gosh, you know what? This feels really good to finally listen to my needs and honor what I need.
0: Wow! Amazing. Yes, I couldn't agree more, <laughs> and that that has that has been life changing for me too. The the, the sentence saying, I, "I just that sounds great." I I need a little bit of time to process that. I'm going to come back to you. That sentence has absolutely <laughs> changed my life. And I, you know, it's like like it's such a simple sentence, and it's so easily accepted. Like it's it, people just accept that. You know. And, and, and then I'm suddenly, oh my gosh, I can actually think about what I really want to do about this and I can think about this. Because the trouble is, is if, we're, if we're just reacting and responding simply to appease the person in front of us, we might get a short-term, there might be a short-term gain from that. But as you're saying, you know, long-term, it, 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 has, a really, it has a really detrimental effect. But the other thing is it's exhausting. Because what's happening is we are expending our energy out into the world on a a constant basis. We're not focusing on our needs and we're not grounding ourselves. We can't be grounded and appeasing everybody at the same time because we're not tuned in and acknowledging ourselves. The the, the two things just don't go hand in hand. So the trouble is, is if we are not, if we're not making these conscious shifts on a day-to-day basis, a pattern interrupt of the things that are not working, What's going to happen is we, we're going to end up run, run up, running ourselves ragged, and when it comes to confidence, we, we can't, we we're not going to be able to build our own muscle of confidence within ourselves if we're not listening and honoring and moving into a place of self-love. It, you know, it, there's got to be a shift, there's got to be a change, and these things, these things do take time, but my goodness, it makes such a massive difference. And I think this pattern interrupt is a really interesting way of looking at it. So it's. You know, when we're about to go out to work or we go to friends or whatever, and there's that fear, it's like, oh my God, I'm going to, you know, um, they're going to say something and I'm going to react or whatever. And we we get nervous about the same, repeating the same patterns. Once we try something and think, I'm just going to try one of these techniques, we might get it wrong. But just as you were saying just now, you know, at least we're aware of it. We think, okay, I tried that, but it didn't work. I'm going to try it differently next time. But then we're strengthening the muscle and we're interrupting that conditioned pattern that we're stuck in. And eventually we will get out of that hole and step up into the sunlight and go, oh, my God, why didn't I do that ages ago?
1: Yeah, that's so true, Willow. Oh my gosh, the, the feeling of that, that when you pass through that, that fear and that challenge at first is, is incredible. If you could just give yourself that, you know, that self-compassion through it. I found that developing all these tools that we've talked about on all these episodes are really a part of, um, you know, I, I felt when I started to develop them that, that I had them in my pocket at all times was huge because then you kind of go out into the world and you're like, okay, I'm confident because I have tools. I'm confident because I have self-compassion. I'm confident because I know that I'm capable of developing the tools that I need. And these, this is what confidence is to me. It's, it's a belief that I'm capable of developing and, and doing what I need, that I'm capable of listening to my needs, that I, I can grow in all these areas, that I can evolve, that I am moving away from the burden of perfection and people pleasing and and worrying about what everybody thinks of me and that's about a thousand pounds of energy i get to have back in my life like you were saying it's like we need to preserve our precious energy as sensitive people and if we're giving it away without even thinking about where it's going then we are not going to develop confidence and we are going, we're not going to be able to, you know, cross that bridge over to where we want to get to. So all of the things that we've been talking about in all these episodes are part of that, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely right. And I, I love how you've given that example of, 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 of speaking to yourself in that way, saying, I'm confident because, and that, that, um, that open, that um, gives us the opportunity to consider, consider self-talk and the importance of, of self-talk. And self-talk is such an important area to become aware of. Is, is how am I actually talking to myself? And when we think about that, we become aware that it is the mind responding and associating. And whilst we are talking to ourselves in that way, it's not really us talking to ourselves. It's just that process of association. But if we, could have, if we had our self-talk on a speaker around us on a, on a moment-to-moment basis, we would never stand for what was coming out of that speaker most of the time. And, and it's another really good indication. if we, If we're in our day-to-day life and we're aware where our self-talk is super negative, like, oh my God, you know, why did I do that? I'm such a loser, X, Y, Z. We've got to get into the habit of stopping that. And we have the power and ability to stop that. And we can stop it with love. We can say, you know, thank you so much. I'm not really interested in that, thank you. And it does stop it. So, you know, switching self-talk to rather to, I'm never going to be confident in this kind of situation to, I am going to be confident in this situation because I have this tool. And that shift in self-talk can be the beginning that changes everything.
1: Oh my gosh. Self-talk. That is so important. It's so important to start paying attention to that. And would you talk to someone you love with a self-talk that you talk to your inner child with and really paying attention to that on a daily basis? That took a lot of training for me to practice, to, to take time to get to know my inner child, to take time to start loving her. That took time. And it took a lot of intentional practice on a daily basis to start building that. But it was like, when you start focusing on, you know, how good it feels like, and for example, the, the people that struggle the most with you boundary setting, or you saying no, are generally the people that need those boundaries the most. And that's something to think about, you know, it's like, are we giving, our, are we choosing? And I actually like people to go through a practice of thinking about if they had 100 points of energy for the day, where does that energy go? And are you choosing where it goes? And are you being conscious and intentional about it? And are you making sure that you give yourself and your inner child that attention and that energy first? And and yes, I mean first, because we do have to take care of ourselves first, because if we are taking care of our own needs and supporting ourselves first, we're going to be a better parent. We're going to be better in our jobs. We're going to be better in our relationships, all of it. And it has to start with this grounded, you know, self-care, self-love, self-compassion, building up tools that you need, acknowledging the areas that you know you need to build tools in and develop them, spend time with other sensitive people that is so incredibly validating to spend time together. That's what I love about our sensitive empowerment community, like being able to share these experiences with each other, especially when, you know, so many of us are so high up on the scale of sensitivity that that we're probably having a different experience than 95 to 99% of the population. So of course we feel like we're struggling in some areas, but that's why it's important to spend time with sensitive people. So you start to recognize like, oh, this is actually normalized for me that I have these experiences, right Willow?
0: yeah my goodness me absolutely right i couldn't agree more and for anyone listening to this right now think you know if you're out there by yourself as an hsp and you don't have the support that you need please come in out of the rain and know that there are many of us here for you to help you to normalize the way you're experiencing the world, to understand that you have these amazing gifts in the world, and that the path to confidence is a path of self-acknowledgement and self-love. And that all begins with community. It begins with like-minded conversations and, and, and shared experiences. And I couldn't agree more. Community is such a huge part of it.
1: Oh, yeah. I love what Jill said. Yes, Julie, being here is validating. Wow. Oh, I love our community so much. And if you're listening and you're not a part of it, I, I hope you come join our Sensitive Empowerment Community. It's just such a beautiful place to be. Um, and oh, there's just so many amazing things that we do together. And, and just the concept of supporting each other and knowing that we're not alone in the world and how we experience things. It's like taking thousands of pounds of weight off of you to feel like, you are the way you are for a reason. You're valuable. You're needed in the world. We don't need to change who we are. We just need to love who we are.
0: Wow. Absolutely. My goodness me. Mic drop. Julie, mic drop. I can't go with that. (laughs) That's just spot on. I love it. Just amazing.
1: Oh, such a beautiful conversation. Willow, is there anything else you think that we should share today? I know this is such a huge topic and there's so much to say about it, um, and you know, is there anything else you think that we should share today?
0: It is such a big, big conversation, and you know, there's many facets to it. But I, you know, I, I, I think we, you know, we've covered some really key areas, and it's, um, it just, just begins with self-love, really, and acknowledgement of the amazing people that we are in the world. You know, that's got to be the, the, the first point of, point of call, really. And uh, once again, it's just been so good to be here with you all this week in this session and really looking forward to the next one.
1: Oh, that's really beautiful. Um, Jenny says, feel, feeling like you belong gives you confidence. Oh, my gosh, that is so true. So, so true. Uh, lots of agreement coming through with that one. I, that is absolutely a big one is we do need to feel like we belong. It's part of our biology that we feel that and it's a strong thing for us. Um, oh, such a beautiful thing
2: wow.
0: and
1: I'm just reading through some of the comments if anything else gets, wants to get said um, yeah,
0: yeah I love that too that, uh, validation, is, goodness me I think, it, it, yeah there's, there's so much, that at the end of the day we all want to be seen and acknowledged and loved for who we really are and I, you know and, and being validated, you know it's self-validation is as important as being validated by others but I, I think that is such a key Bit of insight there thank you for sharing that joel that's wonderful
1: yeah that was a great one and sarah says this group has been a lifesaver and i want all of you to know that you have this this support here and that we love and support you and we love who you are and we believe that you are valuable in the world and we and i completely believe that the world needs more hsps to step into confidence which is going to mean that you're going to be able to what happens is and this is what we see a lot in the community, too, is that when somebody's stepping up into confidence, they're actually doing things in the world that help other people, which is really exciting to me, because I always believe that that empowering a sensitive person means that you are changing the world. And I believe that let's all have this grassroots movement that we start loving this trait of sensitivity, that we see its value, that we share resources that, that help. If you have found something that helps you, if you've been listening to a particular podcast episode that resonated with you, please share these episodes. We are already in over 125 countries. How cool is that?
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: that was like last time I checked so I'm pretty sure it's more by now we've had way over a hundred thousand listens now um and it's growing quickly and that is because you guys are sharing so this is the grass grassroots movement that I've been talking about the paradigm shift is that we support each other in the world so share these resources with other sensitive people help them know that they are there, that the podcast is there, that this community is here, that that there is support for for them. Um, And if you want to leave comments on particular episodes, if you want to leave a voicemail for me and Willow, you can do all of that at hsppodcast.com. And you'll get to read our bios and connect to us that way too. Um, And we really do appreciate when you leave reviews for the podcast because reviews are things that um, the more reviews you have on a podcast means the more people will see your podcast. And our vision for this is that we are changing the world one HSP at a time, right Willow?
0: Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And this is how we do it, by getting the word out there and and for all your amazing support in sharing what we're doing. And yes, that's how it's going to grow. And we're very excited.
1: Yay. And, And come join our Sensitive Empowerment Community and give it a try feel how supported you can can be in life. And uh, we love to have you here. So thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Sensitive Empowerment Community for your beautiful conversation. Uh, I'll be posting um, the, I love to post the text chat actually. We'll post that into the community too so we can read through it. Um, for those that are, are listening for the first time too. I love you guys. And Willow, as always, it was beautiful to have a conversation with you. I always love talking with you.
0: You too, Julie. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, for everyone, for joining us today.
1: Oh, lovely. Sending out love and hugs and light to everyone. May you find your self-love, your self-compassion, and your self- value. May you know that you are valuable and needed in the world. Sending out lots of love to you all. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. You can take my free sensitivity quiz and find all my HSP tools and resources at sensitiveconnection.com.
0: To register for the next masterclass on how to make your shift into high sensory intelligence, visit inluminance.com. Please leave us a voice message if you have a question or comment for us to be included in a future episode. Just click the voice message button in the show notes, introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, and record up to 60 seconds. We love hearing from you.
1: And please share this episode to help others and take extra good care of yourself out there. Bye-bye, everybody.